Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Jewel Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Oh, Mark, I'm very excited to go on an adventure with our new guest. Please let everyone know who's joining us. They're a writer, podcaster, and pop culture critic. It's Matt Baum. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being being here. here. You got a lot of problems with pop culture. I mean, you're a pop culture critic. (laughs) I do. Honestly, (laughs) room for improvement all around. Probably. Yeah, true. (laughs) Little less franchises, more uh, uh, big swings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know what? Honestly, I think that's valid. Let's let's you know, it doesn't all have to be uh, based on the best selling novel and based on the sequel to the movie that you've already seen. Honestly, I would wish more movies were based on best selling novels at this point. Not that I need more where Crawdad sing, but mm-hmm. no. uh, maybe uh, have we done every John Grisham? No, we don't need more John Grisham. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Honestly, you know, now that now that we're talking about it, I would enjoy seeing more like like a big budget Agatha Christie. Like I really enjoyed, honestly, Death on the Nile. I know a lot of people weren't sure, so into sure, it, yeah. but I was very happy with that. I want to see well, more yes. like swings. Are they the old... doing more of those? I think so. I think they, they got to do a ton of money. I'm sure they, why would they wouldn't? Because yeah. even like those movies, I wouldn't say they're good, but like the mysteries themselves are so good that you're just, I just see, want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's in this schlocky CGI star studded <laughs> mess. Which it doesn't need, but okay. No, but yeah. great. A strange choice. <laughs> a strange yeah. choice, but sure. It's a choice. I want to see Marples. Where's my big budget Marples? <laughs> Who would you, do you have an I dream cast of Miss Oh Marple? my God. I, for some reason, I look. Listen, this is not a good idea, but the first place my mind went was Wendy Williams. And I don't know what I'm thinking. <gasps> Amazing. Hey, there we go. <laughs> People would always underestimate her. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that's the place I went. But, you know, Angela Lansbury's still kicking around. And uh, she was a marble back in the 70s, she you want to say, yeah. with, the, with the mirror cracked. So Which we've drag her about. back. Yeah. <laughs> we should bring, maybe Octavia Spencer could be fun. I want oh, to see her resolving mysteries. She was great. Did you see her in The Witches? That was so good. I didn't, but I've seen no. Ma multiple times. Mm, same <laughs> Big thing. Ma head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I hear no. this. I think the new witches got taken off HBO. Oh, Man. No. It's one. Of, oh, it's no. one of the victims. Oh well, so much for the witches. Oh well, so much for those witches. They've been burned at the stake. Yeah, <laughs> the witch hunt. They got caught. As we slowly make the on ramp to the movie, I and speaking of, I want to know, Matt, what do you think makes for a good road trip? Oh, what a great question. Um, you. you know, I'm very... Um, <laughs> you don't need to answer. You just need to compliment him on the question. Thank you. That's just okay. compliment me on the question. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Moving That's on. Excellent question. Wonderful. I'm turning into more. Jiminy Glick as this goes on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think makes a good road trip? <laughs> yeah, um, very good. So 
I actually just discovered, y'all know Charles Nelson Riley. Of, of course. course. Who are you talking to? Okay. <laughs> okay. So Podcasts Charles Nelson Riley, um, like myself, a bon vivant uh, of the sure. 1970s, uh, just, you know, he appeared on every game show, but he was also a Broadway guy and director and opera man and all this stuff. And for some reason, the spokesperson for Roadway Inns, the oh, chain of hotels in the 1970s. So he appears in these ads for this feature of Roadway Inns that they had for a little while called and this is real the man's room <laughs> okay you can go to a roadway in and request the man's room and just to paint a picture here the logo for this feature was a giant like austin powers mail symbol like the big the circle with the arrow and it says the man's room inside it looks like a cd dive in times square uh-huh but what this thing actually is is roadway in had just like decorated some of their rooms to be quote unquote, for men in that they have a desk so you can do work because you're a man and you're an executive. Yes. Sure. And they have an extra comfortable chair because women famously hate comfortable chairs. Absolutely. And a steam bath, which I think is just the water gets hot enough to generate steam. Like, I don't know what else that could mean. <laughs> but there's also extra thick carpeting. So that's going to go great with all the steam. Oh, what yeah. like a what a bold like where that is you, you make you wonder like do they know like the entendre like what the picture they're painting when you have Charles Nelson Riley pitching right. in the man room a man's room it's Charles Nelson Riley the promo pictures are him you can find them on Flickr I, I just actually put it in my newsletter that so you can subscribe to my newsletter at blackbomb.com <laughs> if you want to see pictures it's him sitting in the shower with like his and bless his heart his his toupee all matted and wet of course. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also got a cigar in there. Like, well, you could do that then. So the picture know, of masculinity. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What could be more manly? Than... I think there were two people like in the boardroom who were being like, I can't believe this is going through. Like there were two gay guys who were like, <laughs> Yeah, let's see. Oh my god, they're buying it. We've got to keep doing it. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I know. It's like what you can get Rip Taylor. Like, <laughs> why is he the guy? <laughs> So you would anyway, want to stay at a themed room. That's what I, I want to stay in a themed man's room <laughs> on, my road on, trip. on your road trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you like a podcast person or like, a, do you like a mix or total silence while Ooh, you're driving? No, I got to have podcasts. I actually was just traveling and um, access to my regular podcast rotation was very important to me. Absolutely. I find regular. I like if I I'm usually doing like a drive from L.A. to like Sacramento, which is like mm. six, seven hours and okay. like five hours of that. I want dedicated to just like one true crime podcast where everything is one solved. Long story. Gotcha. And I don't like I don't like they're missing and we never knew what happened. No, I want to nope. know. I want to know who is sentenced and who gets away with it. And then usually those last two or three hours, I just blast music. Like just mm -hmm, to get sure. me through that last like hump. And I usually mm -hmm. I have a work in progress road trip playlist for singing along purposes. Oh, oh that's a nice. What about you, John? I know you love driving. I do. I, I, yeah, I do a bulk of like podcasts or books on tape, but you do have to break it up with some music every once in a while. You got to give your brain a rest, give your ear something funner to listen to. I used to, when I was like making that drive, I'd be like, this is when I was like going to college 25. I'd be like, I'm just going to get there as fast as I can, eat in the car and just barrel right. through. And then I get there the exhausted. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm just going to take my time, stop, walk around. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe there's a weird sideshow attraction I can walk through, get some cheap tourist swag. Thrills in, right. Thrills. A magnet. <laughs> but you know, I'm going to do it. Speaking it. of uh, memorable road trips, today right. we're talking about the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. John, what's the deal with Priscilla, the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Thank you. Respect the text. Mark, let me tell you the deal with the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. It was written and directed by Stephen Elliott. And when drag queen Anthony agrees to take his act on the road, he invites fellow crossdresser Adam and transsexual Bernadette to come along. In their, color, in their colorful bus named Priscilla, the three performers travel across the Australian desert performing for enthusiastic crowds and homophobic locals. But when the other two performers learn the truth about why Anthony took the job, it threatens their act and their friendship. It stars Terrence Stamp, Hugo Weaving, Guy Pearce, and Bill Hunter. It premiered on August 10th, 1994, and went on to make $29.7 million off a budget of about $2 million. Peter Travers of the Rolling Stones said, In this roaringly comic and powerfully affecting road movie, Terrence Stamp gives one of the year's best performances. 
Roger Ebert agreed, uh, feeling that Bernadette was the key part of the film, stating that the real subject of the movie is not homosexuality, not drag queens, not showbiz, but simply the life of a middle-aged person trapped in a job that has become tiresome. It won an Oscar for Best Costume Design in 1995, and in 2006, a musical version of the movie, retitled Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, opened in Sydney, Australia, before traveling to New Zealand, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Broadway. And that is the deal with the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. So, Matt, we asked you to pick a movie. Why the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? This one came along at just the right time for me. I was in high school. I was kind of figuring out what gay was because there wasn't Mm. a lot like mid to late 90s for me to kind of figure out what my place in the world was. And it appeared it aired on VH1 minus some bits. It was slightly excised (laughs) for television. Sure. Um, But it gave me this great sense of not only was there a community and a group of people out there that I could find myself in, but that it was actually something really exciting and thrilling and um, supportive that, you know, these characters have their ups and downs and their relationships is tested. But at the end of the day, they're really there for each other. And not only is it um, an acceptable life, a life where people might accept you, but it is a life that you could actually delight to and and be thrilled by and enjoy um and also be incredibly interesting <laughs> like i just all the characters are extremely interesting and noteworthy and i was like i want to be that interesting <laughs> i just want to be as interesting as a tank here was it yeah <laughs> how many times have you is this one you revisit a lot i you know the only movie that I can think of that I might have watched more is um, Spice World and possibly uh, Cats 2019. Sure. Wow, You've been logging a lot of up. cats yeah. then. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> look, I can't even tell you how many times I've like, I'm obsessed with that thing. Subject wow. for another time. But um I'll yeah, no, I'm team defend cats too. I, I oh, like yeah. it's unforgettable. <laughs> it's it, like one of the most important texts in my life. Absolutely, uh, Priscilla. I think I've probably seen easily in the you know forty to fifty dozens wow. of times. I've seen this movie dozens okay. of times. Yeah. All right. Well, what about you, John? Been what on this it? adventure before? I have. I saw it when it first came out. I saw it in Red Bank, New Jersey, at the wow. two two bow tie theater. I think it's. I don't know what it's called. The anymore. two bow tie theater. I, the bow tie theater. It was called something else at one point. I think now it's called the bow tie theater. Anyway, yeah, I saw it. Loved it. Got the soundtrack. It has an incredible soundtrack on top of being a great movie. I love it. I don't know how many times I've seen it. I wouldn't say it's been a while since I've seen it because in rewatching it, I was like, oh yeah, this isn't. Yes, it's a campy, delightful, fabulous movie, but it also is a really great like. Uh, like Terrence Stamp was is incredible in this movie. There, I remember at the time there was talk of him being nominated for an Oscar, and it didn't happen. But I think he could have been definitely in a different year. But I think it's great. I was I was delighted to be reminded that it is like a legitimately good movie. It's not just like a fun, silly movie. How about you, Mark? What what kind of adventures have you taken with Priscilla? <laughs> I think I'd only seen it once before, um, okay. like on video don't judge me too harshly uh and i like i do think there's something about the australian and i had this issue with strictly ballroom like the first 30 minutes is like very garish and like in your face a lot and like that's like tough for me in a lot of ways but then the movie eventually like calms down and i think like i do like the movie but i think it's one i appreciate more intellectually than feel on an emotional level just for whatever reason just as a movie that's how i feel about it don't come at me i don't want to hear it um but then matt also props to you because i did watch your you had a youtube video dissecting mm-hmm. like the impact of okay priscilla which i recommend every and like watching that it did make me appreciate the movie more like because you gave it like context of like the world it came out of like all there was like a rash of hate crimes at sydney and all that awful stuff which the movie definitely like touches but it is one it's almost like a blade runner style movie for me it's one i and i appreciate intellectually and i appreciate like where it was in the time and the place but it's not just one i love uh just uh because i'm dead inside uh, probably but that's probably. where we're all at um <laughs> so this is our current as you may or may not know matt we are looking for the gayest movies ever so we have a complex and byzantine scoring system with which to judge them so we're going to go through a ton of categories and at one point you are going to come up with a category and it will be well do we have this part down i don't, I don't know if we, we do it but it'll be added, added to, the, to wheel, the wheel or you can choose a pre- pre-existing category. category. Does that make sense? Don't worry about it. We'll explain it when we get to it. <laughs> All right. 
I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll quake in terror until then. No quaking, please. please. We're the ones in LA. The podcast, no one can see. Um, but this is our current top five gayest movies ever. So this is what you're up against. In fifth place, with an 89.81%, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. In fourth place, with a 90.37%, Madonna, Truth, or Dare. In third place, with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. In second place, with a 93.21%, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. In our current still reigning champ for well over a year now with a 94.83% is female trouble. Ooh, yeah. Those are going to be tough to beat. And particularly yeah. like Hedwig, that's a very queer movie. <laughs> it is. Literally from to top to bottom. Now, how well do you think Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is going to do? I don't know. I think it's I think it's good competition. I think it can stack up pretty well against those. There's a mm. lot of there's a lot of gay nonsense going on in that film. <laughs> there's a, a lot, lot of gay, of gay nonsense. <laughs> I think that was on the back of the box of the VHS. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a lot of gay nonsense. Um, well, so our first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give the score between zero and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Matt, on a scale of zero to 100, how would you rate the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, on a scale of zero to 100 in actual gay characters? Ooh, I would rate it. Hmm, now, this is like the proportion of the film that is spent with gay characters. I guess. What does guess it mean? So, to, yeah, yeah so I guess. Yeah. Well, it's like the <laughs> three leads of the it, movie. Yeah. Like we are primarily spending time. Like, I don't think yeah. there's a scene where any of the three aren't in it. Right. Yeah, I don't think, I don't so. think so. I'm going to say 95 percent. 95. Yeah, I'll go 97. Um. You guys, this is all happening very fast. I'll go in the <laughs> middle and say 96 because it's mostly we're mostly with these three. Mm-hmm. And if we consider the bus a character, sure, that's a pretty Let's gay do that. bus. Sure, that's a gay bus. It's a gay bus. I wonder where that bus is now. That's a great question. Exists, I don't know. Like it was when the Australian when Australia hosted the Olympics, that was part of the opening ceremonies as the bus came out. Was it the actual bus? It was the actual bus. Wow. They said it was the actual bus. I mean, I don't I don't know for sure, but that's you think that's, it'd be like that's seats the press release. Like, um, you know, like the old spaghetti factory has like a you could sit in a train car like at Planet oh, Hollywood, sure, Sydney. Yeah. You could sit in the bus. Sure. And have a terrible plate of mozzarella sticks. I, yep. <laughs> but it has to be terrible. That's because it's Planet like... Hollywood, John. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I'd make the trip for that. Yeah. A Mecca, as it were. <laughs> a mm-hmm. road trip to the Priscilla road trip bus. Well, got an average of 96, which is very good, which is uh, four points lower than The Queen, which is a documentary. But that's very good company, I would say. And also uh, four points higher than Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Mm. Okay. That was dealing with Andrea Martin, though. So sure. there we go. She gives um, and she takes. She gives and she takes. <laughs> All right. Our next category, gay icons. How are we doing on gay icons in Priscilla? I think we're doing pretty good. I mean, in terms of the music, there's a ton. The music's yes. doing a lot of the heavy lifting. I don't know if Terrence Stamp is a gay icon. We love him, but a gay right. icon. I don't think any of these three are gay think, icons. No, but I think the movie itself is like an iconic yes. movie. Yeah, I think the bus is an icon. I think the yeah, bus the is bus. maybe more than any of the individual characters in some way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in terms of references to gay icons, there's lots. Yes. We're chock-a-block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that soundtrack is like all, I mean, it's all disco. It's yeah. great. It's I think I want to say there's Donna Summer in there. I, I know there's tons of ABBA. There's uh, I Will Survive, of course. I mean, this really like this is getting to this movie really exposed me to um, what the the canons, gay musical canons, are <laughs> like the stuff that I should expect <laughs> when I go to when I go to gay bars. I'm always hearing save the best for last whenever I go mm-hmm. to the gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's time to go. Last time call. to go. The lights are coming on. <laughs> and they obviously don't save the best for last <laughs> when, that, when you're at that point. I think that's a good lip sync song. I, you know, it's oh, I, sure. not not great to dance to, but uh, no. I'd, I'd appreciate a drag queen doing that song, like, you know, doing, doing that for lip sync. Swaying, though, you could sway. You could, yeah. People yeah. love swaying in crowds. <laughs> Going to a sway sure. bar. <laughs> love a sway bar <laughs> also just all the drag queens themselves i think drag queens we're doing okay on drag queens but are we i've 
It's hard because there's not like a share in this movie. There's not like, you know, they couldn't right. get Kylie Minogue to <laughs> do something. <laughs> yeah. Was she even like in 93, 94? Was she an icon at that point? I think she, she was ascending. Some, she had some. I mean, she's never been huge in America, which is one of those weird. She's with those weird pockets of like everyone loves her except America. But she did have some like hits in the 80s. So like she had been around like. OK. Wasn't her cover of like dancing in the street like. She had she some do the locomotion, I think. The locomotion. I get those yeah, yeah. two confused. Sure. sure. For obvious Both pop nonsense. Right. Exactly. Um, and about travel. <laughs> Streets. Loco. Okay. Train. Yeah, I see it. I see. It. I see the connection now. That makes sense. Well, the Matt, what do you time. want to give this for uh, gay icons? <clears throat> you know, um, I think for gay icons, I think I'd give it an 85. Kind of like 85. a solid B for referencing them, but not, you know, just. $2 million movie. What are they going to do? They're going to get yeah. Bette Midler out into the desert. <laughs> but, no, you're not getting her in no, that heat. Her. No, no. <laughs> uh, you know, they almost, one of the actors that they wanted to get for this was Rupert Everett. And, you know, I'm not sure I'd call him an icon, but at least he's gay. That's uh, true. And Tony Curtis was going to play, uh, was going to get Taron Stamp's part. Um, Could you imagine? Which, you know, would have been a little more iconic, I think. <laughs> anyway, I give an 85. <laughs> I think I'm glad they went with Terrence Stamp, though. I, don't, I, I can't imagine, besides an actual trans woman, God forbid, right. um, they cast. Uh, so an 85 for Matt. What about you, John? I'm going to give it an 89. I think the movie itself is pretty iconic. I think there's so many elements in it. And again, like the soundtrack is insane. I'll give it an 80 because uh, reflecting the budget. Is that fair? No, <laughs> but it's an 80. So it's fine. It's going to be fine. I give it an 84.67, uh, which is th 20 points higher than Back to the Beach. And that has Fishbone. Yeah. There you go. All right, our next category, the queer gaze. Now, by this we mean how horny is the camera for the queer? For. Is it capturing the queer eye? <laughs> Not for the straight guy, uh -huh. for the queer mm. guy. You know, when it comes to, um, goodness gracious, I forgot his name, uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Um, there's some really nice lingering shots of his muscular torso. A lot of yeah. gratuitous. New, He's uh, definitely the eye candy. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's pretty much just in underwear most for like 50% right. of the movie. <laughs> and are we mad? We're not. No one's upset. No one wrote a letter. Yeah. I don't think there's like a lot of like, oh, we're going to the beach and we're looking at the guys there. No. You know, it's it's not as strong as perhaps some other gay films. Um so then, you know, I think <laughs> I do think they do a they make Terrence Stamp look elegant a lot. Like I don't mm. think that they like sexualize him, but I do think they make him seem like a sort of lovely creature. There was a real. thing, though. Did you read, though? I did the, read that. In. Go ahead. How the director intentionally like tried to make Terrence's character look hideous. And then when Terrence finally saw the final film, was like, oh, my God, you guys made me look rough. <laughs> <laughs> which feels, and apparently the director has since apologized. For sure. That, which is like, <laughs> very cruel. Someone's being very vulnerable. by Right. But I do this. think that I actually liked that. Like, there was something both real and elegant about him. Which I thought was like very, I don't know, just added to the performance and made it like lovely. Like he wasn't like perfect, but right. it had a still sort of like, human in the midst of this desert, I am going to be lovely. You know what I mean? Right. Which I thought, I thought was very like dignity, lovely. always mm -hmm. dignity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a, a really nice element of that character is that she is, um, you know, she's been through a lot. She has a wisdom and she has a, just an incredible poise. So it's not exactly a gay gaze in like, you know, feast your lascivious eyes on this. Right. But also it's, um, you know, Terrence Stamp as an actor and Bernadette as a character are really magnetic in terms of just, you know, yeah. the camera likes to look at him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so how would that reflect itself at a number between zero and a hundred? I think I'd give it an 85 again. 85. Yeah. Your favorite year. Another, <laughs> yeah, another, another solid B. I will give it um, an 83. 83. I simply can't go that high, so I'll give it a 70. Oh. Giving it a 79.33, which is one point higher than Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay. Uh, okay. Coming with fire. fire. Let's see. All right, our next category, Entrances with Pizzazz. Oh, <laughs> a hundred, uh, just a solid hundred. A hundred, just right off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat. Yep, easy. That's an easy one, especially when we get to um, the sort of montage at the end where we're seeing all the musical numbers. Sure. Um, I think like every entrance in this movie is great. 
I think I counted four different occasions where one of them will walk into a location and the music stops mm-hmm. and it immediately gets silent. Like that happened four times. That's a small town for you. I guess so. Someone's There's really that's... right there on the music to be like, stop. When they step off the bus and they're wearing those, um, you know, whatever you want to call them, thongs or flip-flops or whatever, yeah, those yeah. dresses made of footwear, um, it's it's a head turner. They They stop traffic. Yeah. It really reminded me of, uh, and I'm sure it was an inspiration for We're Here, the HBO, which is like pretty much how they oh, start yeah. every episode is them like up walking down the Full street drag. of a small town and getting mm-hmm. like head turns. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's not forget Cynthia, um, a complex character who <laughs> makes her appearance uh, kind of midway through the movie. Uh, she's got a particularly arresting uh, she is a way very, of walking into a room. Yes. yes. <laughs> a complex, but yet all too simple character yeah. in so many you know, ways. It's so strange because, you know, I've, that character's always made me uncomfortable. And when I was doing my YouTube video about Priscilla, I reached out to a lot of folks and asked them about like their relationship with her, especially, uh, you know, you know, Asian Americans. Yes. And uh, and in fact, also Australians. I spoke to Asian people who live in Australia and they were almost unanimously. Oh, we love her. Like there was a really strong affection for that character and not it wasn't so much like she's embarrassing, just she's kind of a kook. Ha ha. But not like, oh, we don't talk about that. I feel no like they might love her more than the movie does. Cause I feel like the mm. movie treats her pretty shitty. I agree with that. Yeah. Sure. I, it's not a great, I think she could have been handled better. Absolutely. Like given <laughs> uh, some uh, human elements made mm. into like, not just a shrill screaming character. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, that actress, by the way, um, plays Rita Repulsa in the power Rangers movie. Which I think oh, is okay. amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Now, talk about gay icons. Yeah. There we go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Rita Repulsa. I mean, actually, the actress who plays Rita Repulsa, that is like maybe its strongest case for an actual gay icon in mm. the movie. Oh, there we go. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. She's a stronger icon than, than Terrence Stamp and Hugo <laughs> Weaving. Probably. Yeah. For a certain generation, you know, I was a l- much too old for Power mm. Rangers uh-huh. when that was on. But I understand the appeal of the Blue Ranger. Okay, yes. That was my go-to because he was also he seemed like the gay one. He certainly was. Yeah, he's got a. Um, have you ever seen the episode where they get rid of him? <laughs> no. <laughs> when they decided that it was time to write um, David Yost off or Yost David Yost off the show, um, because he was unhappy with his interactions with them, um, it was a it was a mutual parting of ways. Oh, there's this bananas episode where. He goes to another planet and then he's like, he gets some sort of like curse or virus or something that makes him very old. So suddenly he's played by an old actor. Um, So same part, different actor. And then, you know, so that's how they got around, you know, basically shot around him, not wanting to come to set. And then at the very end, he's gone to some other planet. Oh, this is what it is. He's gone to some other planet for a cure. And the person on the other planet calls back and she's like, he's here now. And here's a picture of him cut to like a still shot of the actor just standing there. <laughs> then back to the other actress. At she's craft like, services. He's <laughs> so happy. He can't even say anything. He's too happy to come say goodbye to you. Anyway, bye. Wow. wow. That is, that's like Poochie not a good exit. level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you know, they did, amazing. You go to war with the army you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You're not going to win against Saban. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what do you think, John, for entrances with pizzazz? Yeah, I mean, I think that, again, like every time they walk in somewhere, there's a record scratch. Uh, they're doing all these numbers or uh, turning heads. I'll give it a 97. Priscilla has a really fun mm-hmm. entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it 98. I think entrances were great in this movie. Which just shows uh, entrances with pizzazz do not rely upon budget. No, if there's one takeaway, yeah, you can create pizzazz out of uh silly string and glitter. Well, it got a 98.33 on extras with pizzazz, which is 20 points higher, no, 30 points higher than Death Spa. All right, pretty good. All right, our next category the Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety do you think this movie would give Mike Pence? Ooh, what a a great question. Um, I think he would be very agitated indeed, Um, constantly. I give it a 93. I think it would almost bother him more that it was straight actors mm. <laughs> doing this. Oh. Like that's a, for him, that would be considered like a betrayal. Why are they doing that? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to bump it up to a 94 because I just remembered there's a whole thing with the kid at the end. And I think he would be even more distressed he because like of, that. you know, you're exposing the children to this. Ryan, the kids, are they like taking the kid forever? 
It seems that way, or at least like, sort the, of like custody for a, for a while. while. Yeah, I don't think okay. it was. I, I was think like, was this mother is very it's, casual. It's not like, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> yeah. A 94. What do you I'll think, John? I'll give it a 97. I think there's very little in here. Yeah, right. I'll give it a 95, right? In between, give it a 95.33, which is about 4.67 points lower than Hedwig. But that's a hornier yeah. movie. All right, you'll probably make up some points here. Hell on heels. How are we doing for feisty ladies? Oh, well, for heaven's sake. Um, <laughs> Bernadette. Yeah. Bernadette. I, I, she, like, it doesn't get any feistier than her. No. And also, um, she's like I, a cool feisty. Yes. Yeah. Never like much. She's also beating up like Guy Pierce in that one scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> just in the background. Like, these Australians, they're running hot. There's um, Shirley, the homophobic girl, uh, Broken Hill. Yes. Um, I'd call her pretty feisty. And also, I've forgotten her name, um, but the um, uh, spoiler alert, I guess. But uh, the the ex-wife, she's got a lot of spunk. Yes. Got her into this mess. And also uh, the aforementioned Cynthia. Oh, of course. Yeah. She's going to put on a show no Mm -hmm. matter what. She does not care if you want that show or not. She's putting it on. I think Guy 96 for in. this one. Yeah, I agree. All those. I will go. Uh, I'll go 98. 98. I'll go 90. Just because there's really only Bernadette is the lead. So I think 90 is still pretty good. Uh, Given a 94.67, which is about 0.7 points lower than the queen, but still very high. Mm-hmm. All right. On the last of the canon categories on a scale of 0 to 100, man, how likely are you to to recommend this movie to a gay person oh boy uh 99 99 what's keeping it from 100 why <laughs> almost there you know i think there's some folks who like there are definitely some gays who just are not into drag they don't like show tunes and musicals um this is just not their cup of tea like if they like you know i i got some drag queen friends who are very into sci-fi and horror and you know, this I think I can think of a couple of drag queens who I'd be like, you know what, don't bother. Like maybe like Meatball, you know, Meatball, LA based. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not sure like I'd recommend this like right off the bat to her. <laughs> Fair so, enough. you know, I think uh I think there's some that that I'd be like, you know, instead of that one, maybe give this other like, you know, check out this John Waters movie instead. Something really sure. trashy and scandalous. Sure. Something a little more like transgressive, maybe. Mm hmm. Because mm-hmm. this is in a way a movie you could like watch with your parents. Like there's nothing. It's yeah, a fairly yeah. safe movie in a lot of ways. Pretty safe. You know, yeah, yeah, if you've got cool parents, I don't think I'd recommend it for mine, but I think like the got, most like... offensive part is the actual racism <laughs> that the movie is right, doing. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the no. most like upsetting thing about this movie. There's a few mm-hmm. spicy words. There's um That's true. There's some like right. hot uh reads. Yeah. Right. I don't think that would that would stand in the way of me recommending it to a gay person. But you know what? Here's what I'd say. If like somebody's kid just came out, like, oh, my 13-year-old said that they're gay. I don't think Priscilla is the first one that I would suggest. Probably not. What would yeah. be? That's a good question. Like, what That's would you a give tough a tough one? Yeah. All like a family friendly one. <laughs> yeah. All about Eve. Pink flamingos. Mm-hmm. You know, when, whenever, when I'm recommending John Waters, I always start with serial mom. That's a and, good one. Yeah. And good like, one, right. based on their reaction to that, then I'm like, okay, then this, you know, then we either go to Pecker or we go to like multiple maniacs. <laughs> Um, it's one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> the two the two like. flavors. But yeah, I don't know. Like for a teenager who just came out, I don't know. Maybe like uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which isn't like a super gay movie. But right. That, that might be a good well, one. Well, now like, we got like Love, Simon. Then you got now yeah. Love, so Victor's on TV. Then you got too, Heartstopper. Yeah. Like they're doing like we had we were like looking yeah. for pearls and like yeah. shit <laughs> we when were, we were yeah. a kid. You know, like, yeah, boy, I'll take boy. a scooter and the Muppets. He's got to be one of us. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. This G.I. Joe. He's a sailor. <laughs> he is Scooter's family. Scooter was done by yeah. uh, Richard Hunt. Was a puppeteer who came up with Scooter. Uh, he was gay. And uh, in a very merry Muppet Christmas, when you see an alternate universe in which Kermit never existed, and you see what happened to them, all the Muppet characters if Kermit had never come along, uh, Scooter is a go-go dancer in a gay club. No, wow. yeah, he's 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 like in this bondage club in a cage doing a very saucy gyrating dance top. I need to see this. This is a very yeah. Muppet Christmas. Very merry Muppet Christmas. Yes. Very merry. Muppet when did Christmas. this come out? <laughs> oh, it is not well remembered. I, I think you can find. I, honestly, I don't even know if it's streaming. Um, and it's kind of like honestly a pretty good cast. It's got um Joan Cusack and it's got Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, and it's fun. It is a fun film. 
um, just didn't really hit. Uh, I think it was like 2002 or so. All right. Well, that's definitely one to check out. I got to say Scooter right. in Bondage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, what about you? How likely are you to recommend this to a good A hundred percent. I feel like it's, such a, it's, it's a good movie. I think it's like iconic. It is like important in like the queer cinema. I think it's just like an important title to be I, like, I can see someone not loving it, loving it, but I just think the title itself is so important. Sure. I'll give it a 90. I would recommend Matt's video over the actual movie if that's crazy. <laughs> just um, just I like friends. I appreciated yeah. all the historical context you provided. Um, give it a hey, got a ninety six point thirty three. That's nothing to sneeze at. All right, now we are into the wheel category. Spinning wheel. All right, so these categories are all categories previous guests have brought in. We put them on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. <laughs> so we're yep. going to spin it twice. Whatever categories randomly pop up, that's how we use to judge this movie. Then okay. we have a listener wheel. This is all uh, categories that listeners have suggested. We'll spin that once. And then after that, you will either come up with a category or you can pick a category that already exists on the wheel. If you want, I and maybe Mark can have some suggestions for you if you just want to hear that when we get to that part. Does okay. that all make sense now? It's convoluted, but I wouldn't have okay. it any other way. Wonderful. I mean, that's as we say, yeah, <laughs> we it's in the right, show so description. Spinning it for the first time. Spinning it for the very first time. Topping challenge. A topping challenge. A topping challenge. Is there any sort of like power struggle between two top? Who's going to top? Hmm. I feel I like mean, the crew is the three of them are like kind of in the first like 30, 45 minutes of the movie are still like marking their like I'm the alpha. I'm the in some ways like I'm the big bitch. And then they finally find some sort of a uh, common ground eventually, maybe. There's that. Yeah. There's also, what's her name? The woman, the problematic woman. What's her name? So Cynthia. 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 She's mm -hmm. sort of like, no, look at me. I don't know. Like this comes from Chipmunk Adventure, where it was like the so guys now and you the get girls <laughs> being like, no, boys are better. No, girls are better. No, boys are better. So that's where that category comes from. Oh, here's sure, surely when when they're like they're in that bar in the drinking in broken health. Yeah, true. That, there we go. That's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah. I would almost say like their entire attitude when they get to these towns, like you're not going to intimidate us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come out on top. Entertainment. We'll show you what's entertainment. You think mm -hmm. it's neighbors? No, no, <laughs> it's this a strutting. All right. So what do we think? How does that uh, translate to uh, a score, man, between zero and 100? You know, I, I wouldn't say that like power struggles are a huge component. <laughs> so I might give no. this like a 65. 65. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a 70. 70. I'll go 67 right in the middle. Give it an average yeah. of 67.33. All righty. Here we go again. Second spin. Have you been to Australia, Matt? Does this make you more or less likely to go to Australia? I think movie? it makes me more likely. Hmm. Men in shorts. Men in shorts. Well, we there are. Pierce. Yeah, there's. I, that's exactly what I was thinking of. That Guy Pierce moment when um, he's painting the bus and oh yeah, yeah, wearing next to nothing, and he's got like the lavender paint on his nipples. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but again, not a huge. Not they're mostly in dresses. Yeah, when they're climbing the um, when they're climbing the 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 rock at the very end, I'm not sure. I think they're in dresses for that too. Um, I would assume. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I'd give this. I might go even lower. I think I'm going to go for a sixty on this one. Sixty. That's as low as you can go. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got we've got some good shorts moments, but not. It's. It, I wouldn't characterize. Yeah. I give it a sixty-five. Sixty-five. I think it's just that one. I'm going to have to give it a fifty. Don't come at me. Giving it a 58.33. Okay. All right. Now we're on to the listener wheel. Much less uh, number of categories, but here we go. And if you, the listener, do want to submit, you can find a link to the Google form in our show notes. City girl. City oh. girl. City girl. Let me read the description. All right. A portrayal of city, urban life, and its culture. Uh, fashion, markets, clubs, hanging out in the street, ball culture comes from movies like Paris is Burning Rent, Party Girl, The Queen. Uh, and I, uh, they answered, how does the scoring high in this category make the movie gayer? When I think about so many movies that were part of my awakening, I saw portrayals of the city being cool and glam people that took advantage of friend culture and night fringe culture and nightlife. I realized later that a lot of it was classically queer later 
that I had no reference for, but still found. And they want to be credited. Just Jess. Well, thank you, Jess. Thank you, just Jess. So this is complicated because um, it's really about city girls outside the city. Um, right. Right. So, but if we're like looking at this category the way it's intended, uh, which is feast your eyes and bask in this urban, you know, this milieu, <laughs> this like, you know, home, home that awaits you once you leave your small town. Honestly, I think it is 100% the opposite of that. So I might give this a 30. A 30. This yeah. is more country girl. Mm hmm. I mean, I think there is something about it, though, that these are kind of city girls going into the country. It's bookended. Yeah. So I will give it a 50. 50. And you gave it a 30, Matt? Yeah, I hate to do it, but I, I think it's so much about, like, getting, you, you get, the, like, the little glimpse of the beginning and end, and that's it. It is bookended. So for the bookends, I think I'll also give it a 30. Give it an average of 36.67. All right, Matt, the time has come for you to come up with a category. Could you use a pre-existing one? Did you have any thoughts on a category? I did. Um, you know, I looked through the ones that you've got, and one that jumped out at me was backstage drama. But oh, okay. another a category that I might like to create, uh, because it's the phrase that always comes to mind. It's the first thing I think of when I think of this movie is the line, it's lavender. That like very fussy <laughs> correction. Yeah, it's not, it's not pink or it's purple. It's not purple. It's lavender. Like that is so um, That's iconic like, to me. What do you call a a, a yeah. sound a cast recording a soundtrack around a genre? But ah, ah it's a nah, cast recording. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so how would that, we? Yeah. Go ahead. And and you know to define it, um, I think. I don't know. I think what makes a movie. What puts a movie in the it's lavender category? Um, I think an intense um like being focus particular of, of being very particular about aesthetics. I like very okay. very being very particular about aesthetics. I like mm -hmm. that. Frazier would do very aesthetics. well. <laughs> being very particular about aesthetics. There's, uh, wonderful. Uh, there's an episode of um a Pokemon of all things where the James character on Team Rocket. Uh, somebody refers to his purple hair and he says, it's lavender. And I like it. it that feels knocks very me off coded. my seat. Yeah. Like <laughs> surely how, why else would they come up with that? It's lavender line. Like what a weird thing to throw in there. I think it has got to be a reference. To Is that character. I'm not familiar with the Pokemon tell I'm know about Ash mm -hmm. and Pikachu, but is that James coded gay? I think so. I, I think both James and Jesse and James are, are pretty queer coded. They're, they're the villains, and villains are always fun. Villains are always sure. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, well, what would you give Priscilla for being particular about aesthetics? I, you know, I picked this one because I think it scores so well. I, I'd give it 100. 100. Mm -hmm. I mean, it won an Academy Award for costume design. I think I That's was true. thinking when I was like considering like how campy this movie, I think like the camp is almost in some ways entirely regulated to the aesthetics of the movie. Mm -hmm. and, like uh -huh. that's where the movie really like shines. So like the costumes are still incredible concerning oh, yeah. like when this movie came out you know i think maybe that's part of the appeal is that there's this strange dichotomy of very realistic acting and very yeah. you know a story that's that's really entrenched realism mixed with high camp aesthetics yes mm -hmm. yeah i what, agree that that juxtaposition is a huge part of what is fun about the movie i'll give it a 97 97. I'll give it a 100. Why not? Sure. Giving it a 99. Pretty good. Nice. All right. Now we're into the bonus categories. Extra. Extra. All right. So these categories, as their name implies, are just bonus. So if it doesn't do well in these categories, it doesn't work against it. Of course, as Mark likes to say, it doesn't help it either. But we're uh, it's just percentage bonus points. So it's 0 to 10 that we're scoring these next categories on. All right. The first one is musical potential. Do you think the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert could be turned into a musical? I think it's, you know, I think it's got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give this a 10. Uh, yeah. Like these are great. Like toe tap, like every song's a hit. Well, it has been. Oh, it's like a jukebox musical. It's a jukebox musical. So it's pretty much the soundtrack. I've seen it. I saw it on Broadway and I will say this. I didn't think it worked mainly because. They're not uh, what we were just talking about. No, the the juxtaposition, because what they did was the whole thing was like pink and fabulous and like wonderful. And so nothing felt weird. So like there's I think what is some of the things I think is so fun about this movie is you have these big shots of like this fabulous, insane drag bus 
driving through just like the barren Australian outback and just that juxtaposition of these two things that don't belong together just feels so fun to me. And I feel like in the movie, it was like, excuse me, in the musical, it was just like the, the, the background was just like pink clouds and like stuff like that. So, so it's not so much a fish out of water. Like, yeah. It was all just like, Oh, here's this, here's a bunch of, men in dresses singing disco songs on a bus like that Priscilla queen of the musical musical. (laughs) it's just a bunch of men in dresses singing on I want my money back (laughs) so you want more of like a drowsy chaperone sort of thing where it's like very ordinary world very ordinary normal stuff and then suddenly like in our imagination everything comes alive uh it doesn't have to be that but there needs I feel like in the movie, the, the these characters, when they show up to these different towns, they feel like, oh, you are from another universe. Mm-hmm. And in the musical, they feel like, no, this is the, we're in that universe always. Uh, so there's no sense of like, oh, this is a weird thing that's happening right now. It's like, yes, of course, these guys in platform shoes and crazy dresses and wigs are standing in front of pink clouds and a crazy, you know what I mean? Like there was no weird sense of juxtaposition to it. Mm-hmm. How did well, the music work? Yeah, like, did, music? I mean, like, they sang. I mean, they sang them. And they, they sang them. The mark That's and they, good. I didn't think it was all that good. I thought it was kind of very dumb as a musical. I will say. So, what would you give it, John? I think for a musical, I think they they don't work well. So I'll give it a three. A three. So you're basing this on the Broadway musical that exists that we haven't seen. Well, I've seen it. Okay, uh, I'll give it a ten. I think the songs are great in the musical potential slash. How good are the songs? Giving it a seven point six seven, which is point six seven higher than Funny Lady. Makes sense. All right, our next category: Queer Menace. Mm-hmm. What are we doing on Queer Menace? Well, I think well, that's kind of entirely yeah. When they show up to different towns, they are that menace of like, who are you, outsiders, weirdos? Yeah, I don't think they're ever like. You know, if I was to compare it to, I don't know, to like the movie Victim or something, I don't think there's like a devious gay or, you know, if you can compare it to like, uh, I don't know, Divine in just about any role. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like no one's ever shaken in their boots. So they're more like, huh? Yeah, I, I think, think it, it gets ugly with Guy Pierce. I think I'd give it an eight. Because they're still like people are still scared of them, mm-hmm. but they're also completely harmless. <laughs> well, sure. <Right. laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, Zelvira, uh, I'll give it a seven. Seven. I'll give it an eight because it seems to be like the crux of the movie, the whole fish out of waterness of it. Giving it a 7.67. All right. Our next category character actress makes a big swing. Well, we got Cynthia. I don't know if that's a swing. That's a big want, swing, though. all right. <laughs> Definitely a big swing. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. And like, the mom, the like ex-wife character is just like, I'm nice. Yeah. And like a little There's cheeky. There's not a lot of big women roles in this movie. No. Yeah, I think Bernadette is probably like, you could say that that's a big swing with the character, but I wouldn't, I don't think I'd, I, I wouldn't call Terrence Stamp an actress. No. Uh, Correct. Wonderful so, in the limey, but not an actress. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else, but I think, I think this one's like a four for me. Yeah, you know, it's getting a little bit of juice from Cynthia and a little bit of juice from Cheryl, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go two, two. Uh, I'll go two as well. Given an average of two point six seven, which is five points lower than Funny Lady, she's having her revenge. Mm-hmm. All right, our next category: macabre. How macabre is this movie? I was surprised by how macabre this movie ended up. <laughs> From my memory, I don't remember it being this macabre. Uh-huh. Hmm. I, I mean, mean the opening song is very dark. The the um I've been to paradise. The trumpet character who we never actually trumpet. meet dying <laughs> right. while he's like killing himself in the bath by accident while he's dying his hair. That's that's kind of dark. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would call the movie macabre. Not overall. I would no. think um mocking someone's laughter, light your tampon and blow your box apart because it's the only bang you're gonna get. Sure. AIDS fuckers go, go home, home graffiti. That yeah, there's, there's that. child molestation. Not liking ABBA, <laughs> roasted <laughs> kangaroo on a spit. There's gay bashing. Faint. And also the one thing that like they do the a lot of dead naming, but they kind of play mm. it for laughs. And the like it's the button the movie ends on, mm-hmm. and that kind of left. That was like ugh. Yeah, that's that a bummer. I think I'm gonna give it a three because like there's some stuff in there that I think is dark and maybe unpleasant and challenging but i don't think macabre is exactly you don't come away right. thinking like that was a heavy that Shook was heavy me. i'm not like you know 
if it was if it was Elvira, then ten. Like, I don't think Priscilla has that quality. No, no. I will also give it a three. Three. I'm also going to give it a three. You were Three's all holding hands in a circle, giving it a three. <laughs> Finally, the last of the bonus categories: gay actors playing gay roles. Well, it really womp womp. shits the bed here. Uh, who was the queen in the end? I could. I had a hard time telling who was who was doing the lip sync to save the best for last. I don't think that was any of them. That's I think what I thought, right? Else. I think I wondered if that was like a real, a real, but an actual <laughs> queen. It must have been, right? I think it was. Yeah. Um, and there's oh a few boy. other like drag queens at the beginning, right? But it doesn't yeah. seem like they're even performing in like a gay bar. Yeah, I guess there's all the people uh, cheering them, but I don't know. I mean, I guess we could do like, well, there were like 30 people cheering them as they left. Right. <laughs> How many of those are? I don't know. Like, it's not very high. I don't think. I think I may be wrong about this. I believe the um, valet or whatever he is when they when they finally get to Alice Springs. Yes, the resort. The, the guy playing the valet is the director. And like a little cameo. Oh, and I think he's queer. I, I'm actually he not is. Sure. I looked him up. He's okay. been married to a man <laughs> for okay. many, many years. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a one. A one. Yeah. That's yeah. the times that one. they were. It was made, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, I think it's particularly egregious. Like, I think Terrence Stamp is great, but, you know. Not hiring a trans woman to play that role is uh, a real misfire. Yes. Yeah, but I also, at that time, that wasn't, like, the idea of, like, you need to do this, this is important, just wasn't there. No, no, it wasn't really a thing. But, you know, the I think for the actors for whom it would have been a big deal, I bet right? they were aware yeah. of how much well, yeah. it would have yeah, mattered. Absolutely. I'm sure they were complaining, yeah. There is, and I've forgotten her name, but there's... um. I, I believe she's still around. An actress who played a trans woman on a soap opera in Australia in the 70s, uh, number 96 was the, was the name of the show. I don't know if she's still working or would have been at that time, but um, I mean, there you go. There's, you know, trans woman right. actress who you could have actually hired. Right. Doesn't really have the name recognition of, well, I was about to say, it doesn't really have the name recognition of Terrence Stamp, but what else was Terrence Stamp doing in 93? Zod? He was still, uh, going, yeah, to still, still going to comic conventions? <laughs> I don't know. Right? What about you, John? What do you want to give it for gay actors playing gay roles? Uh, I'll give it a one as well. I, too, am going to give it a one. Do better, people in the past. <laughs> Tying it with All About Eve. <laughs> sure. All right. Now we are into the iconic categories. All right. So these categories are broader, more wide-reaching categories. So these are from zero to 225. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first one, how would you rate the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert on a scale of zero to 225 in homo How homoerotic is this movie? It's well, not that homoerotic. Yeah. This is kind of where it all falls apart for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I give it like a 23. 23. Yeah, because there's not I first said there's like one moment where like Hugo Weaver and Guy Pierce are like rolling around in that lake. Mm-hmm. Right. Where they seem, they're like wrestling, but that just seems more like boyish brothers, brothers kind of right. thing. Yeah, the the guy Pierce topless moment really did a lot for me at the time. But yeah. uh, I mean, we were like starving, looking starving. for scraps. We'll take <laughs> yeah. whatever we can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it a thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah, I'll give it a, a twenty-four. All right, giving it an average of twenty-seven point thirty-three, which is about one. 171 points lower than Hedwig and the Angry Inch. She's having her revenge. All right, but I think you'll make up some points here. Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Hedwig? Or <laughs> could a drag queen watch the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and come away with a whole book of ideas? Uh huh. Two twenty five on that. <laughs> wow. Perfect score. Yeah. Yep. I would also give it two twenty five. It's yeah. I think this and like um, Paris is burning and the queen. Like, I think this is one of those yeah. like foundational. If you want to do, if you want to do drag professionally, you need to know Priscilla. Absolutely. There's also, i really like enjoyed like a lot of sketch work in that opening number where they have <laughs> actors come an actor as an altar boy that an actor holding like yeah. a lot of, uh, you don't really see that in a lot of drag. And one other thing I thought like this would be like, if these straight men could 
do not very good choreography and drag. Sure. So can you. Like in some ways that is inspiring in a way. It is true. Like this is better than a lot of drag shows I've actually been to. Like real drag shows, <laughs> so-called. Uh, these these straight men are, you know, kind of knocking it out of the park a lot further than some of the, uh, what I call the, the hamburger mouth, where you're just kind of like flapping the, <laughs> flapping the mouth like you don't know the words. Uh, I always like on uh, drag when they just turn their back. No, I'm walking up stage. I'm doing something else. I look at my arms while I don't know the, this rap part. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna do hairography instead of actually learning. <laughs> yeah. The but I love like the huge chandelier dress, like the flip flop dress, the light up yeah. hair, mm-hmm. the light up beehive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, like the guy Paris's character is doing production numbers just because. Like, oh, you yeah. know, I want to be on the roof in the desert because that'll mm-hmm. still be a, for no other reason than just to do it. I think that's cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What do you got, uh, Mark? 225. I'm not okay. stupid. Tying it with the queens. <laughs> All right. The queen. All right. Our next one. Queer 101. How much of this is like an essential text, would you say? I'm going to give this a 200. 200. I think it's way up there. I, I think it's acceptable to skip this one if this just isn't the life for you. Right. But I think it's I think it's pretty important. I don't know. I think it's uh, to me, it's pretty close to being essential. I'm going to give it 220. 220. Uh, I'll give it a 190. I think, yes, you do need to know it. But maybe, uh, like I said, read the Wikipedia. <laughs> no, watch the highlight. I know it was just hard. I just did find myself checking my watch just as a pure movie cinematic experience. But I appreciate it. And think it's uh you should know it all right finally the last of the iconic categories camp factor how campy is uh priscilla oh it's pretty campy and in fact it includes actual camping it Um, does (laughs) levels (laughs) yeah i think but here's the thing is it's not like rocky horror campy and it's not like xanadu campy it is campy on its on its terms it's you know and i think that kind of breaks the sontag rule of um it can't be on purpose so well so is john water you know what i mean she doesn't yeah. own camp yeah i've always yeah, said just, that. she wrote one terrible essay about it now everyone's <laughs> quoting her still yeah i think i'm still gonna score this pretty high i'm gonna give this a 210 210 yeah, I think it is like it has like sort of that element of camp where it's like it is ridiculous and also heartbreaking, which I think is part of what's fun about mm. camp when it's done really, really well. I'm going to give this yeah. 222. 222. Visually, a uh, very pleasing number. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. So here we go. Dancing with an altar boy, going to a lot of places, but never going to me. Showing up at a hospital in a chandelier, a trumpet on a coffin, dying while dying your hair. A bedazzled phone, Christina Bus, a getting ready for a trip montage set to the village people, the village people for gay icons, liposuction, <laughs> penis enlargement, sounding like two fat slags at a bake off, Billy, don't be a hero, driving dangerously just to ruin someone's makeup, mocking your friend's straight marriage. Anytime a movie includes a shot of a confused dog cocking its head, outsmarting a hotel mini bar, winning a drinking contest against old Cheryl, catching Uncle Barry's ping pongs in the drain, having a bowl of pills for breakfast, getting one look at your drag. Someone getting one look at your drag and immediately abandoning you in the desert. Considering ABBA overplayed, but not I Will Survive? Make that make sense. Okay, keeping a turd from ABBA's Agnetha as a treasured keepsake is a bit much. Turning a sex doll into a kite. Referring to a man who physically removes his wife from the stage as a gentleman. Calling someone who's running across the country a rude woman. Falling asleep on a cake. A very sincere lip sync to save the best for last. And finally, filming your movie in Dragorama. I'll give it a 185. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Giving it a 205.67, which is 0. 0.67 points higher than the Queen. Very good. Mm, okay. And also 14 points higher than Hedwig. Well, well. Okay. Well, well. Finally, now we mean it. Really, finally. We're into the crown jewel. So these categories we don't rate. We just say yes or no, it gets this bonus. Okay. Their first one, a 50% bonus of all the points for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Priscilla have a positive? I would say absolutely. How can it Mm -hmm. not? Uh, And then finally, the last, the very last category we will ever do. Negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Stonewall. (laughs) No, it is not. Stonewall. So we will not lose 50% of its points. Turns out. All right, that's it. We're done. Okay, so now that we've been through it all, Matt, do you still think Priscilla is going to be 
in the top five or top 10? I think it's got a good shot. I don't know what sort of algorithm you're going to use here, but uh, <laughs> I think it's scoring pretty, pretty straightforward, good. but all right. Mm -hmm. All right. I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 3,128.48, The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, has scored 2,695.81, giving it a percentage of 86.17, making it the 12th gayest movie ever. Not as gay as The Queen, but gayer than The Lost Boys. Yeah, okay. I think that's about right. That is right. that like is that what it fits in between? Like it's yeah. the Queen has eighty six point twenty one, and the Lost Boys has eighty five point nineteen. Priscilla got eighty six point seventeen. I think that's okay. a fair placement. I think it's place to be no shame I think in if, that spot. If there was more homoeroticism, you know, what I mean? if it was a little sure. hornier, a little hornier, and a few actual gays in the cast. Yes. Yeah, if there were gays in the cast, that would make a difference. <laughs> a little yep. less racism would have helped, but that's the <laughs> no. time. It's Australia. That's Australia. all they do uh -huh. is racism. Know, um, they don't know up from else. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone else is, but we'll find out. I think that's good. I, I feel good about its placement there. It's in good company. Wonderful. It's in very good company. Are you a Lost Boys fan? You know, I have complicated feelings about that one, oh. too, because of some of the people who were involved and some of the experiences the actors had behind the scenes. But I do okay. think that it's a great I think it's a great piece of film. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting. I think I'd I'm, I'd be less likely to recommend it. Sure. I recommend that one in clips. I think there are moments <laughs> in that film that I'm like, you got to see this. You got to see the guy on the saxophone. First you, of all, that's, that's the, the number place. one. If he begins and ends with that guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Matt, what a delightful, a informed guest you are. Uh, you know so much about everything. That's great. Is there <laughs> anything you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? I'd love to. I've got a book coming out next year. Uh, nice. so oh. coming out books. just in time for Pride in 2023. It's all about the history of gay characters on sitcoms and oh, uh, nice. behind the scenes story of how those characters uh, basically used subversive queer comedy to change the American sitcom and how subversive queer sitcoms changed America. How so, much wow. mentions do Jim J. Bullock does he get? You know, poor Jim J. Uh, he <laughs> does not feature prominently, I would All say. Right. <laughs> you just lost a sale. <laughs> He's, I think, you know, in maybe in the uh, the extended, uh, <laughs> this is nothing. The, the extended features. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry to put that on you. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you can. What's go that to, called? Is there a title for that? Uh, well, it depends on when this podcast is coming out. I whether see. we can reveal that or not. When when okay. when do you think we might? Three be, weeks, uh, two weeks. Oh, two weeks. then we can reveal the title. Um, okay. It is Hi, Honey, I'm Homo. Oh, I love that's a that. great title. Well done. And uh, you can go to gaysitcoms.com to pre-order and add to your uh, Goodreads and do whatever you do with books. Oh, I was awesome. wondering who had that URL. I was trying to get it. <laughs> <laughs> and how do we sign up for your newsletter? That is also at, uh, you can go to gaysitcoms.com or you can just look me up online, my website, mattbaum.com. Uh, and I'm right there. Just make gaysitcoms.com your homepage. I don't know why you wouldn't at this point. <laughs> Who needs Google? <laughs> uh, well, great. Thank you so much, Matt. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens. And you can follow me on Letterboxd for all your, uh, for the rankings. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you could email us at queens twooldqueens at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If we got anything wrong, anything we missed, we love hearing from you. And uh, we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash twooldqueens for twice as many podcasts a month. Yes, we also have merch. If you go to uh, T Public and search for Tool Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones. And a percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. And that is finally it. Now, for <laughs> sure, we are really done. For sure, for real this time. Thank it's you so nice. much, everybody. Thank you, Matt. Yes. Stay safe. Goodbye. Yeah. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen, artwork by Conrad Shin, and special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.